everybody and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. Today we are going to be hearing from Michael Tompkins. He is an RN, he's a massage therapist, and he has a reputation for being a trendsetter and a visionary in the luxury hospitality industry. He's chairman of the board of iSpa, which I'm so excited. I'm going to be heading to that event on October 19th in Las Vegas, and there are still spots left. We'll talk about how you can see what this is all about and how you can grab a spot if it's something you're interested in. I personally can't wait to go. But this was such a fun interview, one of my favorite interviews, because he has done so much. His bio is mind-blowing, and he's so generous with his experience and the things that he's seen along the way. And also, he's going to share with us the big five statistics. Each year, iSpa releases the big five statistics, and they reveal trends that are happening in the beauty biz world. And the the exciting thing is you're going to hear about is that They're the most positive statistics that have happened since 2007. Our industry is booming, you guys. So stay tuned. I know you're going to absolutely love the conversation that I had with Michael. I certainly did from the place of being a spa owner and a licensed esthetician. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. everybody and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. Today I am so thrilled to have our guest Michael Tompkins here. He is the chairman of the International Spa Association or otherwise known as iSpa. Hi Michael. Hi how are you today Lori? I'm great thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for being here. I know things are probably getting crazy as you prep for iSpa which is October 19th I think it begins. Yeah, it's October 19th in Las Vegas, and it is getting crazy because it's our 25th anniversary. So a lot of excitement building into this year's conference. I am so thrilled. I'm going for the first time. I've been an esthetician and a spa owner for 14 years, and I'm heading to Vegas to meet you guys this year. Oh, I look forward to meeting you. You know, it's the one time during the year where we as providers and practitioners and, you know, I'm a massage therapist myself where we're able to get together and connect in a big way and and sort of reinvigorate us for what we do every single day with the the guests and clients that we work with. So um, I'm I'm really excited. Well, you know, I always thought, and this was a a misconception that iSpa was for the big players and the Ritz-Carlton spa managers. And then our, we have a mutual friend, Noelle Asmar. Yes. She said, no, Laura, you have to go. These are the most amazing people that put together the most amazing event. Well, you know, what I found over the years is, you know, when I first uh, joined iSpa, I didn't know what to expect. And, and so when I went and found out all the things that I didn't really know, and over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years of going, have learned so many great business tips I wish I knew at the beginning, whether that was from a massage therapist perspective in my own practice, or whether it was from working at some of the best spas in the world. It's that 
continuing education piece and that getting to know other people in the industry so that you can pick up a call and say, hey, have you seen this before? And, and what do you do to get through a particular situation? I've found it to be, you know, one of the best things, not just for me and running some of the largest spas in the world, but also as that individual provider. Well, I want to get back to iSpa in a second, but first of all, I want to talk about your bio. <laughs> it is mind blowing. And I have to ask you, have, is there anything you else you want to do on your bucket list of in the hospitality or the wellness or the spa beauty biz type industry? You know, there is. Instead of, you know, I think one of the things that I've been very fortunate to do is to to get out there and have to sell large brands. Um, but one thing that I'd love to do before I retire is to actually sell a product. And so, you know, that's on my bucket list for sure. Okay. Well, I see you have been part of the Canyon Ranch Health Resorts. What did you do there? Uh, Canyon Ranch is where I actually started my career in spa. I was a nursing director for um, about 14 years before that and just got disillusioned with the medical um, care system in the late 90s and decided uh, to go to a place where people were looking to get healthy and be healthy. And Canyon Ranch at the time was a, a great entree into that. And I was fortunate enough to grow both the medical department and the wellness departments there so that they put me in charge of um, the entire property. So I was there for almost seven years, um, worked my way up to corporate director of programs and, and then moved on. But I did everything from, you know, spa and wellness to hospitality to learning it all there. It was a, a, quite an education. You know, the only Canyon Ranch I've been to is actually in Vegas. And it's my treat. After I work a trade show, I always go there for a treatment. You know, I was around the, the at the time with Canyon Ranch when they opened that. And so it was a real celebration for the brand at the time. And I know that, you know, for me, it was uh, double that because I was also going to massage school at the time to get my massage license. So, you know, I look back on those days very fondly because, you know, my entree into the massage world as well um, was was pivotal in my experience in doing what we do every day, primarily because... Um, when I learned craniosacral therapy and I put my hands on somebody and I felt touch in a different way. And it, it, when, when something can change a sense of yours, uh, it's pretty powerful. And it, it sort of locked me in forever with spa. You know, I had my, one of my first in-home clients was a very, very famous woman. And that's where I learned the power of touch and what a great gift we have to have the, a license in the beauty biz industry. This woman had cancer and I gave her a mini facial. And when I got to her house, her staff had to put her on my facial table. And when I was done with the facial, she got up, put a towel on her head and went downstairs and cooked herself dinner. It was like something magical. I gave her some magical gift with the power of touch. That's really terrific. You know, those things, you know, have the ability to change us as practitioners. And, you know, for me, um, it's been a, a convergence of whether it was working in a hospital or working in hospitality or working in spa, it's all the same job and that's taking care of people. And, you know, I learned that through my hands-on technique with massage. And so, you know, I'm grateful for those moments like you had. We have a lot in common. You know, I was a flight attendant for several years before I became an esthetician. And then I went and got my massage therapy license as well. That's great. So I think they, they go hand in hand, the hospitality and the spa. Like you learn a lot about customer service and how to show up and in, in a unique way. 
You do, and 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 you know, you know, while we could talk all day long about the the wonderful parts of our our um, business, the fact that it is a business is something that's often difficult for practitioners like us to grasp because you know you constantly have to get out there and do your thing and improve your um, tasks and your skills and your art so that you know you can make a living, which is stressful. And so you know, I am so. Uh, enamored with the people who can do it on their own. And then I'm so grateful to the staff that I have that come to the facilities that I've run to be able to provide those services, you know, for our guests. And so, you know, it sort of always goes back to I'm a nurse first, I'm a massage therapist second, and oh, by the way, I'm a CEO of um, spa brands after that. Big spa brands. And you know what, I'm so glad to have you on the call today because this has been something that's been popping up a lot in my consulting business. And I would love any feedback you could give people. I have been coaching a lot of estheticians that have gone back to school to become an RN and they feel disappointed because they went from making $250 an hour as a solo practitioner to now getting this great license in the medical field and making $18 an hour working at a doctor's office. But you seem to have taken the career and just really stepped into a place of abundance with it. Yeah, you know, for me, it was more of, um, I really wanted to try to figure out and explore the uh, alternative approaches to care in a way that was still giving, um, but actually gave me the time to practice. And, you know, I learned that in the hospitality world, I didn't get that in the medical world. And, And so, you know, of course, it's ideal to be able to have that in a one-on-one session with um, someone who's on the massage table for an hour, an hour and a half. But trying to convey that with a community of people at an organization so that everyone feels respected, so that everyone feels um, like they're in a um, an environment of creativity where they can practice what they're best at and thrive. You know, one of my earliest things that I realized as a manager um, in overseeing Um, these spa destinations was that, you know, so many of these brands have these signature services where every single therapist is supposed to start the same way with the inhalation of the breath. The service has to end the same way with a warm towel on the feet. I'm of the opinion that if you're a massage therapist or you're an esthetician and you're licensed to do what you love to do, do it your way. Because if you're doing it your way, you're going to love it even more. And maybe then you can create something that other people can use. And it's not that same rote experience. And it's that uniqueness that gives people the opportunity to thrive. And so that's been my success as I've grown some spa brands is really, you know, talking to the staff, learning what they what they want and what they need in terms of their educational growth, but then giving them the reins to do what they're licensed to do. And, you know, for me, in overseeing those brands as I grow, I've grown, I've realized that I don't need to just be a nurse or just be a therapist or just be um, a, a craniosacral um, pr- practitioner. And I don't mean just be, because that's enough. I mean, uh, I've wanted to do more and grow more and be more, um, not just on a personal level, but for the people who I work with and work for. And you know, I'm, I've been fortunate and, and I'll never forget that, that I'm, I'm really in a blessed spot. And, and it's really because, you know, I've embraced change 
I've embraced um, others' uh, ideas, and, and I sort of let that flow happen naturally, which sort of gets back to the, you know, part of being the practitioner that I love. I think that is such a beautiful and unique approach, allowing somebody to share their authentic gift. Mm-hmm, for and, sure. And you don't get that from a lot of managers. So I imagine your staff loves you. Well, right now I'm in a startup and I, I don't have a staff yet, but uh, this next job is going to be great. I can't wait to you know meet the new staff that I'll have. That's what I was going to ask you. Can you share what you're currently doing? Sure. Um, it's an exciting new project in St. Louis, Missouri, and it's called Palm Health, and it's personalized advanced lifestyle medicine. And it's working with, um, it's been created by a woman named Lauren Dalfara, and she is a cardiologist uh, here in St. Louis. And together with a, a few other physicians, they're creating a concierge med- medical practice that people will belong to on um, a, a membership basis. And so you, but the cool thing is, is that it's a true integrative practice. So within that, we're also going to have fitness. We're going to have healthy cooking classes and cafes. There is a full spa for both uh, massage, facials, uh, body treatments. Uh, there's a salt chamber, cryotherapy, hyperbaric chamber, oxygen. Uh, it's just got everything under one roof. So it's sort of like a one-stop shop in a community. I was thinking the word Mecca was coming to mind when you were <laughs> explaining this. You know, you say Mecca, I and I love that that term. I say convenience. Imagine yeah. what it's like to get up in the morning and go to your gym and work out, grab a healthy breakfast at you know the cafe. You know, as you're you know go coming out of the the locker room, and oh by the way, you have a cold or something, or something that you need to, an antibiotic for. So pop into the doctor and get it before you leave for work. I think it's a tremendous idea. Yeah, she maybe pioneering something pretty cool. So that's why I stepped on board from that. And, you know, I I bring with me the things that uh, I learned at Canyon Ranch and the, the, you know, all of the, the wonderful gifts that I got from running Miraval for eight years. And then most recently, you know, being CEO of Hilton Head Health, which was a weight loss facility. I tie sort of everything together because I think we're all looking for the same thing. And that is, of something that's a little bit stress reduction, stress reducing, and something that can, you know, be be and give us um, the potential to be the best that we can be. You know, I have clients that come into me for facials and they fall asleep and they start snoring and then they apologize for an hour after their appointment. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's a huge compliment to me. And also, if I can give you the gift of relaxation for an hour, that's the most anti-aging thing I can do for you. Well, I need to get a facial from you because I have to tell you, I'm one of those people who fall asleep with a facial first five minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've had my clients scare me. They snore so loud and I'm in my (laughs) Zen space doing the facial, but I always love it. I take it as a huge compliment. That's awesome. So you got to work with Dr. Andrew Wild at Miraval? Yes, I did. I've I've worked with some um, very prominent doctors along the way, the first being... Uh, Dr. Mark Hyman and Dr. Mark Laponis, who are the medical directors at Canyon Ranch. Mark Hyman has gone on to, you know, run Alternative uh, Health Magazine and, you know, has been extremely popular. And then, of course, when I got to Canyon Ranch, I um, built the Andy Weil um, Integrative Wellness Center at Miraval with him. 
And he was um, part of that organization almost the entire time I was there. And so um, I really appreciated all that he did to teach people about nutrition and um, health and, and well-being. And he did it um, in, in a way that I thought was uh, very pioneering for particularly the U.S. Because up until that point, you know, people were so the, the, the only people who were out there speaking of it were more the celebrity types like Jane Fonda. And, you know, to have a doctor step into the realm and say, no, this is what we need to do for good health was, you know, really uh, quite pivotal. And I'll never forget seeing him on the cover of Time and then years later being able to work side by side with him was quite an honor. I used to watch his infomercials over and over and over again because I loved his message. It felt so new and fresh and like such a different approach, an approach that made sense to me. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, it, it, it's actually sort of come full circle because now you got the, then we went into farm to table and, and now I think people are looking at, you know, individual diets that work for them. So maybe it's not the carb, maybe it's more of that, you know, uh, biodynamic um, way of eating. There's, there's just so many different. Wait, I, I've never heard that before. Explain because it, it sounds like such a cool phrase. What exactly does biodynamic way of eating mean? You know, I'm not a registered dietitian, but it's a lot of healthy greens and seaweeds and um, whole grains like quinoa. And, and it, it's about as fresh as you can get without any sugars in it, without any processed foods. Um, but, you know, from what I understand, it works really well for people. For me, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not so much want to, you know, constrict to that. I really am a, a big fan of the, you know, uh, modified Mediterranean diet. Uh, that's where, what worked well at Hilton Head for the patients that care for the guests that came in there. And it's what worked well for me. So, you know, I think nowadays it's not all one. You know, I have a friend who whose husband um, is hypoglycemic and he has to spend his day all day long eating bread and he's skinny as a rail. But if he didn't have that bread, he wouldn't have the energy to, you know, work all day long. And so I think how nutrition has come full circle and now how it's, you know, becoming more patient-specific or person-specific is a really amazing thing, especially at a time where we're suffering from, and I, and, I, and I mean pandemically, from an entire global perspective, we're suffering from adult and now child-onset diabetes that's related to obesity. And so I think that we need to, you know, highlight nutrition in a big way, especially as it relates to what we do in SPA, because, you know, it's the mind-body-spirit approach. And I think, you know, all of those things, whether it's the food you put in your body or, you know, the, the products that you put on your skin or the taking care of yourself through a service to decrease your stress level, it all works together. Our, our systems are integrated. So why not have an approach to lifestyle that's integrated as well, which is what attracted me to Palm Health. And I think that's such a brilliant idea. I can't wait to see all of this come together. I, I have an empty room at my spa for the first time in 10 years. One of my renters moved out and I'm thinking about bringing cryotherapy in there. Have you done it before? I have done it before. Um, we are adding it to our facility. I know another spa that um, has just added it here in the States. Um, I'm really excited that at iSpa this year, um, they're saying that there's going to be two of the leading cryotherapy people that may have boost there. So I'm really excited to hope that happens but, because that's sort of the, the new entree into uh, the spa world and it's very cutting edge. And, and for so many different things, 
you know, a lot of people use it for weight loss, for example, but what they don't know is that it's also amazing for inflammation. And so if you get people with extreme back pain and they get in the cryo sauna for literally 30 seconds to chill their body down, when they come out, it decreases their inflammation so much that they get um, immense relief from back pain. And so, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about all the opportunities that are coming into spa. I think wellness blending into it a bit has been a positive for us. And I think that we'll, we'll continue to see that in a number of different areas in the spa um, market. I've seen the reduction of inflammation firsthand. My significant other, Jay, has had arthritis since he was 15. And he has a rolling membership to a cryo place in Palm Springs. That's terrific. Yeah, That's he, terrific. he wants to stay away from the pharmaceuticals as long as he can. And this is working for him. You know, and there, there are so many side effects from those pharmaceuticals, yes. some of which include inflammation. And so the fact that he can get into a cryo um, machine and, you know, three minutes later, you know, his body is already working on its own to heal itself through nothing more than temperature control. How brilliant is that? And why shouldn't we take advantage of things like that? What I do want to research a little bit more is, are the facial part of cryotherapy. I've never experienced one, but I know there's a place offering it somewhere in Los Angeles. I got to go have one. Well, when you find out, let me know because I want to go too. All right, I'll do that. And now I want to talk a little bit more about iSpa. So what is your job at iSpa? Like what is your daily iSpa tasks that you have to do throughout the day? Well, you know, I'm chairman of the iSpa, which is the International Spa Association. We represent more than 4,000 spas worldwide and the thousands and thousands and thousands of people who work at those 4,000 spas and so in 78 countries. And so what I do is I try to uh, spread the word worldwide that, you know, we are a leading professional organization in the, and the voice of the spa industry. And what we attempt to do is to make sure that we're the authoritative voice to uh, foster professionalism and growth in our industry. And so I want to get out there and speak as much as I can and shows like this at, at trade shows, um, at private events that I'm invited to speak at. I'm doing one in Switzerland tomorrow I'm flying off to, to let people know all the great things that we do in spa and how the combination of that mind-body-spirit is what we need in health right now. And, you know, I'm doing that, representing those spas. It's a voluntary position. Um, on the board, it probably is somewhere between 20 and 30 hours a week of my time actively. And, you know, it sounds like a lot, but it's there's so many different things it's tied to. And, of course, coming into conference makes it the, the time um, commitment a little bit more. But in general, um, it gives me the opportunity to represent people in our industry in a way that is true, is authoritative, is years worth of historical knowledge and the career that I've built and the people that I've been so fortunate to meet and to share the good message of what you're doing, Laurie, what I'm doing, what every esthetician and massage therapist is doing out there and how it's changing the world one guest at a time in a one hour session. And that's what I get out there to do. And I'm really proud to speak on behalf of all of the members of iSpa. Gosh, that message makes me want to go into my treatment room and do facials right now. That's powerful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we spoke earlier about conference um, and conference this year is our 25th anniversary. And so uh, it's a big celebration for us. Um, clearly, you know, we're the largest organization for spa uh, in the world out there that I'm aware of 
least here in, in North America for sure. And, you know, we've got, you know, great speakers like Randy Zuckerberg, who's the CEO and founder of Zuckerberg Media, Amy Purdy. Who, oh, can I tell you how yeah. excited I am to go listen to Amy Purdy speak? I can't wait to have a conversation with her and hear. She's so inspirational. Boy, is she inspirational. And I, you know, even if you just watch a YouTube clip of some of the presentations she's given, I mean, standing ovations every time she's, you know, up there speaking. And, you know, that's the type of person who can motivate, you know, a crowd that gives like we do. I saw her TED Talk. I cried the whole time. I had chills when she was speaking. And it, she just somehow gets inside your body and fills it full of inspiration. Well, that's what we're going to do in Las Vegas, October 19th to the 21st. So I'm really excited that you're going to be coming. Our theme this year is Explore. Um, we're trying to explore a whole bunch of different options that are out there in spas, create new relationships, craft new skills, discover new talents, and spend a whole bunch of time together trying to, you know, get our message out there that, you know, spa is the place to be. Now, are there still tickets available? Because I really want to purchase a ticket for Jay, my significant other, because he is a nutritionist and, and he thinks he's an esthetician by association as well, by the way. But I don't want him to miss out on all this cool stuff. Yeah, it's for sure. If, if, if he's a member or you're a member and, and you are a member of the press, um, you're more than welcome to come. Um, and and yeah, we we are doing really well. Our numbers are up about 10 to 15 percent over last year. We're seeing really strong numbers in the spa industry in general. One of the things that I did uh, last month was I was in New York for the iSpa media event and we had our, our board meeting there. But at the media event every year, we released the big five statistics. And, oh, we know, have to talk about those in a minute. But are there still tickets available for people listening in to purchase to go, or do you have to be a member? Oh, you, you do have to be a member to get on the trade show floor. Okay. Yep. And we can give them directions on how to get there. But I, I think it was you. How long have you been with iSpa? Have you been with them for a few years? Uh, I've been on the board. I'm going into my sixth year with iSpa, and this is my going into my third year as chairman. Okay. Well, I think it was you. I was driving to the gym one day, and I had the own network on Sirius radio. And you started sharing all these statistics that iSpa had researched and I couldn't get out of my car. I wasted my whole gym time, not wasted because I was so into what you were saying, but I never made it into the gym. I sat and listened to this research. It was so intriguing to me. So you have some stuff to share with us today, right? Yes. And I'm pretty sure that that was me because I do remember that radio show. You know, when, when, when you do something like, um, like own or you, you know, work with um, Oprah or Ellen or, you know, uh, Dr. Oz and some of the other people that I've worked with over the span of my career. It's not something you, you easily forget. But I'm also very excited that I'm on Lori Crete's show. Well, <laughs> Noel Asmore hooked us up and that girl knows what she's doing. So I'm sure that uh, this is a, uh, going to be an amazing show today. And I'm, I'm really excited we get to talk. Thank you. You know, it's funny. Noelle's right-hand man, Craig, said to me, Lori, and he's worked with her for 17 years. She is as close to a perfect human being as you can get. And isn't she? She really is. <laughs> you know, she's also an iSpa board member. And, you know, when I look at the quality of the makeup of the board that our spa industry represents and knowing that Noelle Asmar is one of the 100 leading women entrepreneurs in Canada yeah. and she's on the team of iSpa, uh, and on our board, I think it's just a tremendous honor. 
I do. I feel like it's Christmas that I get to go meet all you guys <laughs> in October. I'm excited. Why don't we right now give a shout out how people can check out iSpot and then let's talk about some of these numbers and the research that you guys have, you're sharing soon with the public, right? Absolutely. So the best way to check out iSpot is uh, to go to our website. It's www.experienceispa.com. It has everything there, including a big, bold breakout for conference and how to become a member if you're not. So um, we welcome everybody and um, really look forward to our uh, conference in in October. Now, you have mentioned keynote speakers. There's Amy. um, Who are the other two that are doing the keynote? Uh, Randy Zuckerberg and Scott Harrison. And Scott Harrison um, is actually going to be talking on philanthropy. And one of the things that um, we try to do at iSpa is always have a speaker who talks about giving back. And so Scott is um, the CEO of Charity Water, um, which is an amazing program to get water to people who don't have it. And, um, you know, we we think each day of all of the different, you know, wonderful things that we get to experience from running water to electricity to clothes that that people in other parts of the world don't have. And, you know, when you look at places like California now that's starting to to run out of water and you you start to realize that now it's going to be hitting home. So what can we do to, you know, make sure that we're conserving water, make sure that the efforts that we're doing are getting water to people who need it? Um, I think he's going to be really, really inspirational um, to close out our uh, conference as a keynote on the 21st. And last night I was researching the the Experience iSpa website, and there's a there's a holistic doctor that's opening the conference. Is that correct? Yes, that's um, uh, Wise Voices, the Wise Voices doctor. I don't have uh, her information on me right now. Um, I just thought her bio was really intriguing and people can visit the website to check it out. It's just such a cool group of people sharing experience and it's the show not to miss, I think. So it sure is that, by the way, that keynote, um, that originals, the the first kickoff speaker, that um, Wise Voices is sold out already. So there is a wait list. Um, We are taking a wait list for that first day. But the rest of the days are wide open and we have plenty of opportunity for everyone to see them. So can you talk briefly about what the Innovative Awards are? And then we'll talk briefly about the professional development sessions as well. I can talk about the Innovative Awards because um, one of the companies that I used to run actually won one one year. And and, and it's really exciting. But the iSpot Innovate Awards celebrate our members who come up with creative solutions that were implemented during the year. Um, I have to tell you, there's probably a hundred submissions or more by spas all around the world. And it can be everything from creating a new service to creating an online app to whatever it might be to help improve what they're doing in spa or um, help spa in general. So the award that, um, that, you know, I know that I was a part of was actually a, uh, a little test that you took online before you came to the spa and it was this like little fun game and it it said what color you were and what shape you were based on the answers you gave and then the printout at the end gave you suggested services that went along with that personality type of yours oh so that we, is so cool yeah and so so when we get these submissions and and you know for the iSpa staff and for 
um, for the people who are on the board, when we look at all these submissions, we're like, there are some really creative and ingenious people out there who are coming up with software systems. They're coming up with new treatments. They're coming up with new design tables, everything new, different types of nail polish and what you can do on manicures. I mean, there are so many different things that are out there that it's really inspiring to see that we come from a very creative industry. And so iSpa awards the Innovate Awards every year at conference. And they, they could normally, normally about, there's normally about 10 winners out of uh, all the submissions. So, you know, people are really excited when they get those awards and, and we're eager to hand them out. And is this just in a big ballroom that's held at a particular time during the, is it considered a trade show, iSpa? Yes, it's a trade show okay. floor. It's an industry trade show floor. Um, it's in a breakout session during the educational pieces. Um, okay. There is one section where um, the awards are given out and people can talk about the um, innovations that they've done this year. But the iSpot members, which is, you know, is our, our members worldwide, actually have the opportunity to look at all of um, these um, submissions that have been put in, and they actually choose the winners. So the winners aren't chosen by me. They're not chosen by the iSpot board. They're chosen by our iSpot membership. And I think that's a real um, accomplishment when people realize that, you know, it could be one, a, a person on the other side of the world that's voting for the thing that you created. Oh, that's amazing. So there are keynote speakers, the Innovate Awards, and then tell me a little bit about the professional development sessions, which I think I want to try to apply to be part of next year. You know, the professional development sessions are the most appropriate sessions for um, people who are learn trying to learn business practice in a really sensible way and, and easy take-home tips. So what we try to do with these professional development series is to make sure that you're not just going in there to listen to somebody who is really well-known in the field that, they're, that, that they're, they've been in with SPA, but that, that you walk out after 45 minutes with being able to take something home and implement it in your business. I had worked um, consulting with a very small day spa um, in Southern Arizona. And I tried to convince these women, with, with these women to go to iSpa. And on year three, they finally agreed. And they went to iSpa and they did a whole bunch of the professional development series. And they said, we had no idea that we weren't we, we didn't even know what room utilization was. We had no idea that you could put art on the walls and sell that too, and it could be part of the spa experience. And they implemented a whole bunch of different strategies that they had learned in our professional development series, which they told me for the first time had made their year profitable for the first time in three years. So our development sessions are in-depth topics that help spa professionals with their business. And you know, this year, we're speaking on public relations, utilization, inventories, retaining new hires, branding, retail sales, profitability, how to connect with your customers, using social media to gather more steam in your business, increasing your sales, and creative programs to use in the spa. So we've got a lot of really great known speakers who are going to be there talking about all the stuff that we deal with every single day. I love it. It doesn't matter if you're a newbie or you're seasoned in the beauty biz industry. You can take a lot away from this type of developmental session. Yeah. And, you know, for, for um, massage therapists and estheticians 
who have thought about going out on their own and, and doing their own business like you have, you know firsthand, Lori, it's not that easy. And so if you have somebody who can help you make a layup in one lo- in one section or another, why not try to you know grab onto that? And that's what the professional development series at the iSpot conference are all about. I have to circle back for a second. I went to Maui and while I was there, I went to the grand opening of a spa at this major resort and I was writing a story for one of our trade magazines about it. And they had 200 people at this open house. And I thought to myself, this is amazing. How did this guy do this? We're in a resort area. And he brought in local artists to hang art on the wall and to sell at the spa. And it was such a brilliant combination of, you know, introducing people to the spa and involving the community in it. You know, it's, it sounds crazy, but I've done it at the last three spas, spa brands that I've run. And on average, I would say anywhere, we, we sold on average anywhere between two hundred and $800,000 a year in, in art. And when you think that, yeah, most of it goes back to the artist, but you still get to keep, you know, 20% of that, that could really affect the bottom line in a, in a big way. And, and, you know, it, it helps to pay for the salaries and, and the, all of the different things that we need for our guests, laundry service, you know, how much that costs. Can I be super nosy and ask what like an average piece of art would cost on a wall at a high-end spa? You know, it depends. Uh, On the low range, it's about $400. Um, Average price uh, for the best sell. The best sell is anywhere from um, $3,000 to $5,000. And then the high-ends are... 10,000 or above, but the, the sale of those is not as prominent as the 3000 to $5,000 range. I know when I go on vacation, I always like to take something home to remind me of the experience. So I could see where people would want a piece of art to remind them of a really amazing time they had at a spa. You know, I've done that um, pretty much at any of the destination spas that I've gone to. I actually just visited one in Florida and, um, and I bought a piece of art from the town and I only spent uh, maybe 200 bucks on it. But each time I look at it, hanging on my walls, I'll think, well, that was when we went to the spa in Florida. So, you know, lots of different um, memories that are that can be you know, caught up in art and at the same time, you know, drop to your business line. You know, for, for me, it's I never knew that. And that's just one little teeny tiny thing. That's the thinking outside the box that I've learned at iSpa. And so it's those things that keep me going back every year to say, how can I make my business better? How can I affect the bottom line without having to constantly drive the people? Because, you know, our guests want a a total experience. Yes, they want that wonderful service that we're all given. But if we can give them the, the total experience and then they end up purchasing retail and buying art and, you know, maybe picking up a blanket or, or something along the way, it only helps us to make our businesses more profitable. And that's what I call working smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. So I, I love, I'm a research geek and I can't wait. We, are there certain things you want to share with me? Some big changes that have taken place. I have some questions written down, but you probably just have the information right at your fingertips of the big things and the great numbers and changes that are happening in our industry. Well, yes, I, you know, as a matter of fact, I do and, and feel free to jump in. But, you know, one of the things is that, you know, when we release these top five statistics, which is the iSpot 2015 spa industry study, it gets released in uh, August or September of each year. 
And so I've actually been talking on it now um, for a, a few weeks, about four or five weeks. And the exciting thing is that we have men coming to spas now in bigger numbers than ever. Um, historically, males have made up about 30% of the spa goer population, and we're now at 47%. So it's almost a 50-50 split between male and female. And I think that that's a, if that speaks highly for getting men over the hump that, it, you know, you got to take care of yourself and this is the way that you can find stress reduction. And, oh, by the way, people like to look good. And, you know, now that we've discovered the fountain of youth in so many different ways and people are, you know, I think 60 is the new 40 instead of 50, you know, it's a great opportunity for men to do the same thing. And I, I love that men are coming into the spas as much as women. It's funny. I have guys come in and they want to buy their wives a gift certificate. This was like the beginning of seeing a man in my spa and they always walk in so scared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like this is not a frightening place, <laughs> but I find men to be the best clients. They never cancel. They never know show you. They show up on time. They get whatever products that you think would really, you know, give them results in their skincare regimen. So I love the fact that it's 47%, almost 50, 50 now. Yeah. And, you know, I think about the, the, the ways that we've started to cater to men and, you know, over the years, it's, it's been coming up with catchy names for a facial. So maybe it's called the oil change or things like that. And, you know, how we've tried to make sure that we um, get them into like the sports massages and the hot stones and, and those sorts of things. But, you know, I have this this new idea, which I haven't told anybody, but, you know, I, I'm going to share it on your show today. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> and that is, you know, you know that book, Women Are From, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus yes. or whatever it is? Well, I've, from designing spas, I've learned things like women don't like to look in a mirror and see themselves, the back of themselves in a mirror behind them, which men could care less about. And, you know, this is this is another crazy example. But when women go to the bathroom and, and you're in the bathroom with a whole bunch of other women, you're talking the whole time. Well, in a men's room, nobody speaks <laughs> ever. OK, so lots of differences between men and, and women. And I think that as more men come into the spas, that we'll we'll start to see the diversification of the behavioral specifications around men. And so, for example, I've always wanted to do a day spa where you have men who can come in and get manicures and pedicures, but it's behind a curtain somewhere, not where any general public can see them. You know, we go in and we get mani-pedis, but we don't want people to see us getting mani-pedis. Yeah, a private area. Yeah, so when does that switch so that a mani-pedi for a man is, you know, sort of in the back behind a curtain and really private? There is a place in L.A. that I just saw on a TV show. It's called Hammer It Out Nail Salon, I think, for men, but they have... Yeah. Their, their manicure chairs are big leather recliners and they have sports TV all over the place. And you know it. You know it. That's great. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking that we'll see a lot more diversification around um, gender specific as, as we move into more men coming into the field. The other thing is there's now more locations for spas than anywhere else ever in, in history. We're now at about uh, 21,000 spas. And if you look back over time, um, historically, you know, there in 1999, there were about one and a half spas for every 100,000 people living in the U.S. Now there's 6.4 spas. So 
So the message has gotten out there in a big way, and people are obviously coming to see us in, in higher numbers than before. With the big five statistics that I've talked about, every single bit of the numbers are up. The revenue is up. We're now over $15 billion a year. Our spa visits are up. The, location, the locations are up. And the total number of employees are up. So it's all good news for us in spa. Well, and is, is this the first time this has happened where all five numbers are up? Or is this something that's been gradually increasing? You know, uh, I think it's the first time since 2007. Okay, since the economy kind exactly. of tanked. Okay, that's awesome. You know, it, that is my biggest message I try to get out in my teachings is we are in a $15 billion industry. There's no reason the average practitioner should be making under $30,000 a year. But now it's getting to the point where it's kind of scary because there's a lot of places you can go. There's a lot of places you can go. And the, and, and also there's a lot of places that are going to be coming to you. You know, everybody's been talking about the industry trends of on-demand spas with the apps like Zeal and, and oh, I can't think of the other one off the top of my head. Um, but one of the things that they've been doing is that, that now you can put on your app and like I was in LA and I brought up an app and I said, I'm in my hotel room. I would prefer a female therapist who does Thai massage um, and I don't want to pay more than $95. And I had like three therapists answer me in one minute or less. And I had somebody at my hotel in 20 minutes, a legitimate licensed massage therapist who gave me a, an amazing massage on demand. And we're going to be seeing that in airports and grocery stores and doctor's offices in hotels. You know, people are, we're going to see the therapist actually start pulling away a bit. And so we're going to have to figure out what is it about the place? What is it about the day spa, the resort spa, the destination spa that still makes it a special experience? And, you know, people will, will say to me, well, are you worried that on-demand spa is going to, you know, destroy the spa industry? And I say, no, I, you know, just because people started delivering pizza didn't mean that everyone stopped going to a restaurant. Thank it's you for that. Because, you know, it's, it's people have fear based. Yeah. It's a way of getting the message out about spots, just a new way to drive people to have it in the core, core of their mind that we need to get out there and, you know, get a massage and get them get a facial. Now I have I, the word experience is powerful. It's the experience you can create for somebody, whether you're on demand spa or they're visiting your treatment room or your location. But I want to talk a little bit and, and you may or may not have this information is the experience driven millennial. Yeah. Are we seeing them more and more in the spa? Are they spa goers? Cause they're kind of the up and coming peeps that we used to see that age bracket walking into our treatment rooms a lot. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is that the millennial, I think, has shifted spa in a way that there's no turning back. And I, and I say that because the experience-driven millennial has made sure that they've gotten the, the message to their parents as well. And so the dads who are 50 and 55 and 60 who may not have considered ever going to a spa, well, they're going now. Oh, you know what? You're so right. I just, you made me put two and two together They're They come in and they're like, well, now my mom wants to come in for a facial. Let me get my mom a gift certificate for her birthday. You know, these are people, you know, I had my first manicure at age 32 and I'm 50 now. So 18 years ago was my first manicure. I have friends who, you know, are 26 years old. And I mean like friends I go to football games with. And they told me that they've been going and getting manicures with their, their mom or their dad. And I'm talking guys since they were 12 or 13. So they've been <laughs> raised with it. 
And so I think that when I say that millennials have made spa a no turning back, they've incorporated it in their lives and they're spreading the word. I love that. And how are we able to reach out to them? Is it really through the social media? It's definitely through social media. They, you know, they don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want a phone call. They want to text and they want social media. It's funny because when I hire somebody to come work at my spa, they go, I don't get it, Lori. You are booked solid, but your phone never rings. And it's this whole online booking thing. Yeah, online bookings. You know, I, I remember uh, I was running a destination spa and we had, we had averaged about uh, $1,200 a year in online bookings. And we switched it around with social media. And the following year um, went just over a million dollars. And that is the power of social media and online booking. And that's, I think, will continue to be sort of a staple in the spa world moving forward, especially with the on-demand apps that are coming out. Yeah, I, it's funny. The owner of Schedulicity, the CEO, Jerry Natuno, is, is a friend of mine, and he always makes me laugh. He says he started the company because he could book a flight to Paris and get a hotel room in three minutes, but it took him three days to find his massage therapist. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. So the world's shifting, and I thank you so much. Are there any other numbers you want to throw out there? Anything else we need to know about what's happening in our industry? You know, not that I can think of. Just a final reminder that our iSpot conference for 25 years is in Vegas, October 19th through the 21st. I'm looking forward to meeting you there, Lori, and hopefully your significant other and a whole bunch of other people that I can't wait to see that do great things in the spa world every day. And I thank you for having me on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate this. I had so much fun talking to you. I look forward to meeting you. And I honestly feel like this trip, this upcoming trip to iSpa is like Christmas. I cannot wait. So www.experienceispa.com. Is that correct? You got it. Awesome. Okay, Michael, have an awesome day and I look forward to meeting you soon. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, six simple strategies to generate a dramatic increase in your beauty biz income and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show.